Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. On this episode of DC On Screen, we are talking about freaking birds of prey ah. and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It was. It was. That is your spoiler-free review. It was amazing. Go see the movie. We're talking about the movie Deep Diving right after this commercial that we have no control over, really. I'm sorry if it's a Trump ad. <laughs> <laughs> I like the dismissive. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your wow, I love this bathroom. Bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for 6 months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC on screen episode 581. I'm your host David C. Robertson. This my own little bird of prey. Huh. My little bird, Jason Goff. Hey. <laughs> and of course, we are DC On Screen, the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers. And welcome to the show. We did spoiler free, right? Yeah, we already did the spoiler so free. So that's done. Can I say real quick, though? We're giving away a Joker code. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the digital uh, code for Joker. If you don't have that, all you got to do is uh, either give us a rating a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice, whatever gives you an option for a review, or share it on your social media and, uh, I don't know, take a screenshot or tag us or just let us know what's happening and that mm-hmm. you want to enter the contest. And um, you are going to be thrown into that pot and we will use a random number generator to uh, pick a winner sometime in early March. Probably the first... Uh, I'm just lazy and haven't looked at the calendar to see when we record in March. <laughs> at the beginning of March. But it's going to be like the first week of March. Well, it won't, be, it won't even be laziness. We're still waiting on some stuff. Yeah. But that's still to be to be deed. To yeah. be deed. But um, anyway... Let's, let's, let's talk about Harley Quinn, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Birds of Prey. And a lot of a lot well, of people have yeah. complained that it's too mm-hmm. Harley-centric. I don't think it was, though. No, I thought everybody got a lot of play. I mean, it was definitely Harley-centric. It was Harley-centric. But, I, I mean, everybody got their own little bit of the story. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't... I want to say everyone but Cassandra gets literally a quick little montage of their backstory. As narrated by one Harley. Yeah, and if I had, you know, <laughs> if I had one real criticism, real, real criticism of the movie, mm-hmm. it was that she really is Cassandra in name only, Cassandra Kane in name only, because I'm just a big Cassandra Kane fan. Right. I I love that run from you know, uh, well, yeah, Batgirl, and um, I love Orphan. Yeah, I just like. I say the there's no background, but uh, I mean, short of the mute quality of it, um, 
Mm-hmm. Clearly not a thing in this movie. Right. Um, and not being able to read body language and fight like a mo. Sure. But, you know, I mean, she literally says in the movie that she has potential. Right. And she's taken on as an apprentice. Mm-hmm. I don't have any reason to think you're going to be I guess deprived you... a, a kick-ass version. I enjoyed the hell out of this film. Mm-hmm. I am curious because I think there was a story to tell that would be very in line with the story they were telling about Cassandra Cain breaking away from the uh, the patriarchal asshole in her life. David Cain, well, who, you know, it, basically abused her and taught her to be an assassin. Yeah, I was going to say, in one way, though, she's not that far off. She's still got an abusive That's uh, true. father. Yeah. Um, violence was mm-hmm. a key part of her home in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she did act out in a way that was very um, unique, we'll say, for a foster child. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there were elements. For yeah, sure. she's definitely got skills. Yeah. Anyway, oh, she had skills. Enough I was watching the though. whole thing thinking, like, man. If I just went through the streets trying to do what she did on one afternoon, mm-hmm. if I just picked a time from like 3 to 3.10 on a random afternoon and strolled down the street, by 3.02 and a half, I would be on the pavement with someone like holding my neck down by their foot. Mm-hmm. I ain't got those skills. Yeah. She clearly do. So... I didn't think there was such a thing as a badass pickpocketing scene either, but it actually yeah. it was actually oh, pretty cool. If you didn't know there was that scene, you have not seen Sneaky Pete on Amazon Prime. I have not. Oh, my God. I have not. I know of it. I have not. The closest I've seen is like the uh, the gypsy-related thing that Jeffrey Donovan does on uh, Hulu. Not Chance. I remember later. Whatever. I don't know that. It's, uh, it's, it's a Romani family thing. Okay. It was good. First season hmm. was. All right. Didn't see the second. Yeah. Shut Eye. It's called Shut Eye. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Fun tangent. Uh, so I don't want to harp on uh, what what could have been uh, or what the comics were necessarily. I think they uh, they wound up getting pretty close in a lot of regards and uh, had a lot of fun getting there. Yeah, it was really close. There was a lot of good feel um, feel to the characters. Like the dynamics made sense. Felt like they uh, kind of earned it, even as they went through. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't. Um, nothing just kind of happened. Like, yeah. if there was any one moment where I was like, okay, something just kind of happened. It was when she's just destroyed the board and mm-hmm. the prison and the cells open. I was like, well, that's just a beat. Yeah. That's just a card people pull. But it still it amounted to a great scene. It always does. It did. Um, I, I, Honestly, the only thing I thought I could have had more time with, just first take, was uh, maybe, the, maybe Bruce, the hyena. <laughs> but he, he looked like a fully CGI'd hyena. So I, I I think he was a dog, and then they morphed him into a hyena. That's if even I, better. If I How, do, you paint a dog. Do you, I don't do you know. Green paint or blue paint a dog? Because I don't think so. I think they just. I don't know. Surely I that would result yet. in some kind of Tin Man situation. I, I knew we weren't doing news yet, so <laughs> I just I didn't get to read it all. But, I didn't either. But um, I mean, it, it, he he looked great. It was fun. Um, I love their uh. I love their little relationship, though. It was it was haunting in a way, like like <laughs> they, well, like the way she's like scrolling through this shady ass pet dealer's shop, and then uh-huh. she happens upon what she will call Bruce the hyena. I take payment in kind. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. We, we knew where he was going, and um, like the way she immediately takes to the dog, and he immediately was like, "Yes, you're my people." Um, that was fun, and then later, like the whole thing's blown up, literally blown up. And she's just running around, where's Bruce? Where's Bruce? Like, they've developed a bond very quickly. And I appreciate that between yeah. a, a, a person and their dog. I get that. Yeah. But he was saved by the end of the film. He was. So I was good. I was happy with that. Yeah. 
I was bummed and she out. She said he was just wandering through Chinatown. I was like, how many people died? <laughs> there's some morgue activity as a result of him just wandering around. There was a there, yeah, there was a second where, where she was going like, Where's Bruce? Where's Bruce? I was like, Oh shit, they're about to do John Wick. Like she's oh, gonna be like, you dude. know what? You can come after me, you can come after this little girl and her diamond. <laughs> you don't screw that up my dog. dog was innocent. <laughs> yeah. that hyeno. And I you know, honestly, without the John Wick franchise it wouldn't have surprised me if they'd done it, mm-hmm. but you can't now. Probably, it's, not. it's too popular a thing. Is like you killed my dog. Well, that's John Wick. Well, if she said, "I'm gonna go John Wick on your ass for killing my dog," see that would be you could work it in. You could do that. You could work it in, and that would work. That would work for this. It did break the fourth wall some. I enjoyed that. Oh, absolutely. I even saw a little bit of Twitter activity that was like uh, there seemed to be some backlash about like, oh, she's breaking the fourth wall like Deadpool, blah blah blah, and people correctly pointing out, no, like she she was doing that in '92. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Was, someone posted the uh, like they were both doing it in the books at any given time. Like Deadpool's right fourth wall breaking is this isn't an either or a first thing. Like they mm-hmm. they've both been doing it since their inception. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a new trick, and it's not anything anyone owns. It's one of those come on guys, what are we doing here kind of things. Yeah, I mean, I guess the first person who made it popular. I mean, what, what do you think Deadpool was doing in that end credit sequence in the first one when he like comes out and addresses the audience as Ferris Bueller? Yeah. <laughs> We all know who made that popular. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, there was a great, that, that someone posted a great uh, clip from uh, Batman the Animated Series of her uh, falling and, and holding onto that sign with the, with the straw. And she's literally grasping at the straw. She's like, talk about grasping at straws. Yeah. And she's like looking directly at the camera. Like, yeah, this is, this is a thing Harley does. Yeah. She did in her first appearance talking about how she should have uh, stayed in beauty school. Her mother was right. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't know it was that deep back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did. Those were innocent times. I mean, it got weird, though. Ah, oh, fuck, did it get weird. But, uh, I, it, you know, the one the one thing I want to talk about more than anything, the violence. Speaking of John Wick. Uh-huh. The violence was kind of off the chain. The violence was fucking amazing. It was great. <laughs> I did want to ask you, because you... You hold a certain level of contempt for Quentin Tarantino, and I've heard all over the place that this is less a comic book movie and more of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Nah. How do you feel about that? Nah. No? Nah? Not buying that. I mean, it, it's also a certain amount of contempt that comes without study anymore. Like, the last... Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last one of his films that I watched, because I just at some point decided I didn't like him very much. Okay. Um. So, I, I don't have a... I, I don't have, like, a thorough response and rebuttal set up. This couldn't... I couldn't go to, like... A congressional subcommittee with why I don't like him anymore. Mm-hmm. I I would have to do some some research. I just know that when I have tried it, it wasn't for me. And then especially when it got into the Kill Bill franchise, I was like, okay, right. I'm good here. The Kill I'm Bill good. franchise is where I fell off of that. But I think I'm I, I do want to go back and like just look at everything he's done and just kind of reevaluate. In it's a world, been a lot of years. in a world where there's not so much that I would rather watch, I would probably go back to do it just as an experiment. If anything, to see if I'm wrong, because I'm mm-hmm. always, uh, not always, no one's always happy to be wrong, right. but as a human, <laughs> I, I like experiencing the idea uh-huh. of being wrong and going for it sometimes, right. and that's one of those where I've taken such a stance that I, I would intentionally be like, no, I'm going to sit down and watch these movies, and if I like mm-hmm. them, I fucking... When I, I decided I didn't like Tarantino, I was a certain type of person, Yeah, and that type of person would not have been the person you saw tonight who was uh, giggling wildly and clapping at the uh the new fast and furious trailer <laughs> it's it's one of those where like i 
Because I was, I was so, ha- I was happy that it was so stupid. I'll make uh, a promise right now. Just... It is. It's so wonderfully stupid. <laughs> if at some point, uh huh, I fracture a bone. Okay. Well, break a bone. Oh, already backpedaling. No, I'm forward pedaling. Okay. Because a fracture wouldn't do this. To- I need to be put out. I need like three straight <laughs> weeks of of you can't go to work in the hospital or something mm-hmm. like that. In the event of that, I will probably go back and watch the, that franchise and probably laugh my dick off a little bit. I mean, it, it's yeah, it seems enjoyable in its own way. Yeah, and my wife was like tensing up. She's like, "That's just stupid." They lost me, and I was like, "Oh, it's oh, so no, stupid." They sold me. Yeah, like yeah, this this did nothing but encourage me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I gotta I gotta watch this franchise. This I hate to give fun. it like a small pitch for a Fast and Furious movie, but it's in the trailer, so I might as well. The um, what the Fast and Furious movies do, and I have to give them credit for what they do, even mm-hmm. if I don't watch them, is they take suspension of disbelief and. Strap a rocket to the back of it, <laughs> <laughs> like the like the rocket on the Pontiac in that trailer. And send that fucker into Mach One. Um, yeah, you know, one day in a perfect world, one day. Uh, but the violence in this one, um, uh, one seemed so well shot, so well coordinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kept thinking the whole time watching this movie, I kept remembering, you know, she did a lot of this herself. Mm-hmm. If I don't think all of it, but a lot of it. I mean, you can kind of see it. Like, she clearly, that's not a body double for most of this, especially the action scenes. Like, they, they I, taught her. I, in no way, am willing to make a comment like that these days. <sighs> Look, you can be really good at it. I know. I, you know, they can throw on a body, have a body the double stuff and that throw you can on see, Margot Robbie right on top of her in CGI. Well, I've like, heard, I don't know. I've heard reports of two things. One of, of uh, I think I talked about this previously somewhere. Um... I think I did. Yeah, there were reports that she did a lot of herself. That she did a lot herself, mm-hmm. and then uh, there was the report from Gail Simone that she uh, just was straight up intimidating on set because mm-hmm. what she was doing, like they would show her something, and then a week later she'd come back and she was doing it at the at the level they needed her to do. Like she'd learned that skill completely. Yeah, and I kept watching it, thinking like, man, she even like take away shots where it may be a double. Just mm-hmm. take all of those away off the table. The shots where I'm seeing her face do a thing, they didn't CGI the rest of her body on top of a face. I'm still watching it and being like, man, she's swinging that bat like a champ. Like, she's, we're not talking about like they taught her or told her, hey, swing mm-hmm. up. She's planting her foot, swinging with her hips, doing like, I was honestly watching her body mechanics because I played a lot of baseball and I know how to swing a bat. They, <laughs> she was swinging that bat. She was, yeah. she was, she was doing it right. And then she kept switching between that and uh, the roller skating, where one of the more impressive things mm-hmm. was the she uh, one shot in particular, and I know it was her, it was clearly her. You could see her face while she's doing it, that like she approaches two people, does a quick spin, and hits with a mallet in two different directions while she's doing it. Yeah. That would throw almost anybody off a set of skates. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you ever skate? Uh, I, I tried a couple of times and uh, almost died. <laughs> I rollerbladed a lot as a kid, um, skated here and there, mm-hmm. but even doing that, you, you can, like, you, you know the mechanics of, of, you know the mechanics of how this works. You're not supposed to be able to get your posture back enough to swing a bat in another direction. I don't care if the bat is a prop that weighs I two and a half pounds. I, I can't stand in roller skates. Um, <laughs> but it is I'm, not supposed to be doable. But I'm 6'4", and clumsy, 6'4", at that. Uh it's it it was it was impressive to watch. Right, it genuinely I mean, was. If it was her, that's impressive. 
the parts that I can guarantee are her. Were you impressed. can't guarantee anything. Yeah, yeah. You really can't. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Nymphomaniac by Lars von Trier's? No. But I'm just saying. <laughs> watching this one. I'm not saying all of them. I'm vouching you. for certain shots that I was watching specifically and be like, no, that's actually her. I will tell you, they, you, Shia LaBeouf did not have sex in that movie. But if you watch the movie, it looks like he did. Like full frontal <laughs> P and V, man. Like, I, that is a disturbing movie. I'm going to go with I believe you and I choose to investigate no further. I wouldn't. But that aside, I'm willing to bet full fledged that uh, the scenes that I, the scenes that I'm talking about, <laughs> where I'm sure, mm-hmm. I'd bet money on. Maybe. Um, no matter the count of what it was and wasn't, it looked phenomenal. Shall it be another penny bet, sir? <laughs> sure. A um, <laughs> hundred pennies thrown through the window out, like, of a car. Several scenes and. <laughs> Short of that. Yeah. Yeah, like the the actual scenes as they happened, no matter how they happened, mm-hmm. were uh, so much fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just sitting there cringing audibly several times. I mean, she. Harley broke some bones. Oh yes, she broke some real yes. bones. Yes, you yes. saw people get bent, like like s- ne- knees snapped one way, hospital then back bills, the other way, and then back and the other millions. way again. Just, ugh. Yeah, that scene in particular, that one guy with the door. Oh yeah, faces being cut off. Oh yeah, that was early on. That was a hey, welcome, welcome to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Roman Sionis. Okay. All right, go straight to him. Yeah, I want to go straight to him for a second. Um, McGregor. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out there is no indication, uh, no uh, explicit indication that he and Zass were gay in this movie. Um, no, nothing I think, explicit. I think Ewan and, was messing with you. Yeah, there, um, there's nothing explicit specifically. Um, and they have one of those relationships that can be explained several ways. Yeah. Misogynistic? Definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. They're both awful. Yeah. But, um, but they're s- ambiguously sexual and their codependency is, is, doesn't have to have a romantic side effect to yeah. be, you know, to exist that way. Um, as for his performance, I loved it, but I really, I just, my God, I wish I could sit him down, look him straight in his eye. I want a one question interview. One question interview with Ewan McGregor. You were doing Jerry Lewis, weren't you? Mm-hmm. He was doing Jerry Lewis, y'all. I believe it. From the overbite to the to the stuffiness, like walk, he he had the glasses. He was like walking around, like oh my, he was Jerry Lewis, dude, and it was phenomenal. I would have never thought to assign, like, <laughs> I know that there are lots of Black Mask fans out there that are not going to be turned on by this, mm-hmm. not going to like this. Uh, and to be fair, Black Mask has never been done well, particularly well in. He's never Any, gotten a really good live treatment. No, live or animated treatment. Like, the closest I can think the of was, un- was the closest. Under the Red Hood, maybe? But no. he was still kind of made a fool. Uh, I forget which Arkham game. He got a pretty good treatment for a while there. And then uh, that was a red herring. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, never cared for the character. He's just never been very interesting to me in the books. Every time it was one of his stories, I just kind of went, okay. Yeah. Let's see what happens. I've never had anything against him except... Um, the one thing I've really loved is uh, in certain versions of the story, mm-hmm. his mask's origin. Yeah, it's pretty sometimes fucking it's actually awesome. grafted to his face, and well, sometimes gives him it's grafted powers or something. Well, not and... even that. No, uh, one origin. What was it? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember where I got this. I can't be bothered uh, to remember with Roman. One of the origins was uh, that the the mask itself was born from uh, one of a, a, like a hanged inmate at Arkham Asylum's coffin. Oh, okay. Which is just. That's a sweet little starting point for a story. Yeah, that's interesting. I forget where. That might have been Grant Morrison. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> sounds crazy enough for him, right? It does. Yeah. It does. Like anything that sounds so crazy that it makes me go like, well, that's really cool. It's usually <laughs> written by Grant. That's Morrison. often a Grant. We know um, that. But you guys know that if you if you listen to the show if, for the newcomers, uh, yeah. Doom Patrol is the finest live action thing I've ever seen for, out of DC. So uh, that's my that's my opinion. That was yeah, it was so good. Followed by almost the rest of the DC universe as it is right now. Um, Short of Swamp Thing, we don't talk about that. We don't um, talk about Swamp Thing. <clears throat> Actually, we do. Little Su- ah, fuck Little Susie. <laughs> <laughs> A thing that could have been so much better. Actually, we do talk about Swamp Thing way more way than we more should. Than, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, <clears throat> uh, performance-wise, stellar. Just mm-hmm. absolutely stellar. Um, I, I didn't catch the Jerry Lewis thing. I, I don't disagree with you at all. It does. He does pantomime that often, looking back on it, once you tell me that. Yeah. Um, I, I gen- I'd spent most of the time like kind of watching and admiring, like, man, he's... He's really going for something here, and I dig it. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of a uh, <clears throat> a deeply emotionally damaged take on it, mm-hmm. which is perfect for a character like Harleen to be in there. Oh yeah, where she could just pop in and, and give you a quick diagnosis. And they they toyed with it, but the whole time I'm thinking like, no, he 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 needs a real diagnosis. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think she gave him one kind of as he was like interrogating her and she's like oh, don't do your plan i don't yeah. want to know about your plan i don't want to know meticulous details about all the things uh, uh, yeah. that was fantastic though yeah that little scene where where she just uh strips him down straight uh reads him as they would call it these yeah days. uh that that was fantastic the whole time i'm thinking uh especially when he's uh like completely humiliates that lady the erica mm-hmm. um and i only remember that because he was screaming it at her like like I, 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 I was genuinely, oh, it was one of those moments where I was watching thing like, this is, nothing's even really happening. And this is maybe the most brutal thing I've seen. Yeah. Like I've seen knees get snapped in ways that no doctor would ever be able to repair. Dr. Strange with both his magical and surgical abilities right. could not repair <laughs> some of the damage I've seen her do. And yeah. this is, this is more brutal. Right. And just because he thought she was laughing at him. Yeah. But it was, I think like. The seed of it is, I think, narcissistic personality, uh-huh. um, which is sometimes a borderline diagnosable thing, and it's borderline whether it's a thing at all sometimes. But yeah. it, uh, there are tendencies within it that make sense uh, for certain people. And he also had like this schizoidal, like schizotypal almost kind of uh, side to him, where he could like, he could just bounce into like the black mask guy a little bit, not dissociative identity. That's different entirely, but yeah, like to to split your personality in certain ways, like especially when Zaz goes over there and almost calculatingly. Um, lets him get riled up about the diamond being gone, and then goes over there and kind of, kind of grabs his hands, pulls him down, and says, "Hey, man, you know, let's. We've been waiting a long time to kill this bitch. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. We'll bluff a little steam, but like talks him down. Yeah. And it was a really boss move, though, because like ap- after all that, like he in doing that, he he makes uh, Dinah. It's Dinah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she makes Dinah complicit because she didn't speak up and and say something. She's got to deal with that now. Mm-hmm. And then he, in front of her, controls his situation emotionally mm-hmm. and basically, like, commands the situation. And then he gives a quick little, like, soft pucker up kiss thing and yeah. just walks off. And I was like, yeah, he's the he's really he's the one really in charge of this. <laughs> yeah. He's using Sionis, Sionis, um as he's uh, Romy. We'll call him Romy. He's sure. using Romy as a method to gain the most possible access to violence. Because that's all he cares about. Yeah. Dude, and that he, part was really true for Zaz. I like he's, that. When he's paralyzed Harley and he's like... Uh, Stomping on the face and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like talking about like he pulls open his shirt and he shows her all of his scars. And yeah. he's like, 
you know, I, right over the heart. There's... I have one, you know, for every little birdie I help fly away from this world. Yeah. And he's like, I've saved, I've been saving a space right here for you. And he like rubs his chest. I'm going, where? There's nothing but scars. <laughs> it's nothing but you are a patchwork of failed skin heels. By the way, guy that played Zaz was fantastic. I've seen, I've liked him in every single thing I've ever seen. I can't name a single thing I've ever seen him in, but I know I've seen his face many times, <laughs> and I've liked it every time. It's pretty sure he was in what was that Sorkin show about the news, newsroom called the newsroom. Newsroom. Um, mm-hmm. pretty sure he was in that. Mm-hmm. He was, and he was great. Yeah, he was. Um. I even like seeing the uh, the guy that was like the the lackey of the captain. Uh huh. That was kind of not really the par- Montoya's partner. Yes. I don't remember him from much. The only thing I've seen him is in uh, Future Man, like uh-huh. the uh, Evan uh, Rogan Goldberg yeah. thing. Yeah, I hate that show. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was so bad. It was good, it was stupid. Good. No, it just it was boring, stupid to me. Oh, it was the good kind of stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he did a really good job. And, you know, I wrote him off a little bit in my head. I, did, I tried not to. I actively tried not to do that. I think it's a Joe Messina, I want to say. But uh, Chris Messina. Chris Messina. There we go. Um, I actively try not to do that. I'm bad about that. And I think you we... see an actor that I think everybody a... is... Fa- well, no, because, like, it's the, it's the, it's the Cavill Reeve situation. You know what I mean? Like, you have a preferred version okay. of the character. Yeah, yeah. And at the time that he was announced, I was so deep in with a dude from Gotham. I mm-hmm. loved that version of Zaz so much. It was really good. That it was. That I didn't want to accept anybody else as Zaz. So I was just like, that doesn't look Zaz. He's not Zaz. Yeah. Even though I know in my heart, I know like the comics, I've seen so many different drawings of Zaz. He looks different. There, yeah. you know. But, you know, I, I'm this is what I'm saying, guys. You gotta give these people a chance. Because uh, he I'll, was fun. This dude with Christmas. I want to use this as a quick as call to action kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um for, for if you understand you have those instincts and you're willing to work against them, yeah, it's one of those it's one of those moments where like you have the tools and we need to fight the system as it is. Like this is a an uprising that needs to happen kind of thing because yeah. that instinct is literally part of the algorithm they use to choose whether people are the right role for a movie. Mm-hmm. They use that. They like uh, what have you been in recently? Does it match? Are you playing to type or playing against type? All that it they consider all these things and they're these old. Like old guard considerations mm-hmm. that they've had some Moneyball type analytics people come in and literally put an algorithm to. Yeah. And it's got its uses. But if we want to get what we really want out of these movies, if we want to get, you know, kind of this semi spiritual fulfillment out of watching something and getting to the <laughs> next level about, like, holy shit, that transcended that. I didn't expect that from these people and all that. I think you have to fight that system a little bit. You do. And really enjoy it and really applaud somebody who goes a different way with the character and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's important because yeah. otherwise we're going to get the same fucking shit the rest of our lives. Right. Well, I think that's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Quick soapbox. I'm down. I'm good. Yay. Soapbox tucked under the table. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I started the soapbox. Uh, man. Oh, I felt bad about this. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I can't help my brain. Uh, brutal scene when the girl's on the table, you know, and crying because uh-huh. she laughed and uh-huh. we thought it was her. Great acting with with Journey Smollett Bell uh, uh-huh. as the single tear rolls down, and I was just disgusted and upset by this this scene. And then in my head somewhere I I heard myself chuckle and I went, "What are you on about?" And then it whispered, "Canary cry." Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<sighs> I thought, you're a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a defense mechanism kicking in, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, I might feel something. This got serious. Let me... <laughs> Or it just, Let me find a thing I can just, focus on. You know, incredibly dark humor oh, coming yeah. through. Like, no. Get it? Because she's canary, canary. That helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what they did. I wonder if they did that. Then I'm like distracted. I wonder if Christina Hudson meant for that to happen. I wonder if this was the Kathy Yan thing or. Uh, I feel like there was a lot of that kind of stuff though in in this movie. It was because it is it is uh, deeply funny and very very dark. Like the whole genuinely funny. And by the way, in a lot of ways, I feel like the the movie itself is. Uh, sprawling defense mechanism yes <laughs> i mean it's very fitting to have a character like her who i love when she says step one and then she goes through the entire history of her character in this franchise as it exists so far mm-hmm. and it's this long sprawling speech of impossible things that would never happen to anybody and it okay step, step two, two. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was great yes um by the way and it and it, uh, uh, a bookend they used that uh I mean, I, I'll put it this way. Do you not want to try that fucking sandwich? I do. <laughs> it looked fantastic. Yeah. It was like the back end bacon, the full strips. Not that sh- not that silly shit that right. comes in actual strips at the grocery store. No, yeah. this was real back end fucking bacon. And, you know, as a person who walked into that theater like, hungry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really was like. An actual the, fried egg, not scrambled. Not that, scrambled. That's the sad thing. Because this, like, I was talking about how, like, oh, they're gonna make the uh, the hyena the the dog from John Wick now. No, the sandwich at the beginning the of the sandwich movie was the, was dog. the yes. dog from John Wick because yeah. that's what propelled Harley to all these heights. Is like, get, <laughs> or at least started her. Yeah, it was the catalyst. It really was the catalyst in this movie. And they they bothered bringing it back, and and so help me. She lost me a little bit with the six month old G's, but you know. Uh, when it's truly, truly like cheap plastic, like not even craft, the, uh-huh. the stuff that's the knockoff, like the, the great value version mm-hmm. sitting on a shelf, as we might say, that it's just, maybe it is doable. Maybe. I'm not saying it's good, mm-hmm. but some part of me is like, mm, it is cheese you, after all. Yeah, maybe. You, you maybe get, that does add value. I don't know. You got to get that uh, that American cheese that... Doesn't even look like cheese. It looks more like the 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 blister bubble from an action figure that's been sitting in a smoker's house. A little bit. <laughs> I'm thinking like you ever you ever uh, flipped through the dollar section of a vinyl store? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sure. Most of my misbegotten youth. <laughs> well, like the floppiness of one of those old cheap vinyls, the ones uh-huh. that you could tell even when they put it out was third yeah. rate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. You came in the back of a Barbie, didn't you? Yeah. Like you were <laughs> You were one of like OG Happy Mill gifts. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I get that. Damn sandwich looked good though. That sandwich did look good. <laughs> we've got gonna, we've got eggs in there. I'm probably gonna, gonna make, make one at some point. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got eggs. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to make that, but I'll make something. <laughs> Fry, not scrubs. I might have just given myself another reason to go to Walmart. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Hundress. Ah, damn. So much fun. A lot of fun. I felt for her. I, I, it's a terrible backstory. A terrible backstory. Horrible backstory. Yeah. Um, but just that sense of, of, uh, of humor there mm-hmm. in there with her, like for all of her badassery, she can't get the line right. She's mm-hmm. like, 
do you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Do you know who I just practicing in the mirror is just so funny. And I love that because I watched the shit and watch Ollie Queen going, you have failed this city. I'm like, how many times he practiced that in the mirror? Like, yeah, you kind of wonder like what that badass do? that machismo doesn't come out of anywhere. You, right. You've got to develop that. You got to, you don't just one day turn around and put that on. Yeah. That, that comes from somewhere. And yeah, like focusing on her, not getting it right. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Uh, what hurt my favorite line uh, from her, aside from when she laughs at Canary's car getting stolen, that was pretty good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that was oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, my favorite of my, my moment with her probably was just uh, post putting down Zaz. It's like I feel like I walked into something here. Uh, I, I killed that guy. I'm good here. I'm just gonna try to bail. And yeah. That that was maybe my favorite moment. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I had several favorite moments. I I with her. I had I had yeah. Well, I don't know. I love that others come uh, to mind. I love that everyone kept calling her the crossbow killer, and she was so angry about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, I'm not the crossbow killer. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> and then they said it was a bow and arrow. She's like, it's not a bow and arrow. It's a crossbow. <laughs> She was great. What did she say? Like, I'm not a fucking child. It's a crossbow. <laughs> and I kind of, I, I, she said that, and I kind of thought to myself, well, i pretty sure as a kid, I, I dreamed of firing both of those. I'm not sure yeah. that exempts you in any way. I don't know. I When she said that for just a second, they moved on. I wanted someone to be like, dude, Green Arrow? What are you talking about? You know, I wanted someone in the narrative to be Include like. Include that little Dude, bit. Green Arrow is a total badass, and he's used the bow and arrow. Yeah, I don't um, think they're ready to open that can yet. Oh, open it. Open the can. Oh. Let um, me see what's inside. Two, uh, one's, one's a thing we know. We both laughed at it when uh, when uh, Captain Boomerang's on the wanted poster. Yes. I know that guy. I know that guy. And just moves on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yes. But it was almost the only reference, except the uh, the pudding shirt. There was the Daddy's Little Monster Daddy's shirt. Daddy's Little Monster shirt, yeah. There was her uh, changing her pudding tattoo on her leg. I saw that. There were the flashbacks to her falling into the acid and Joker pulling her out. Yeah, saw that. Um, there was her the verbal mention of saving the world in Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and having a bomb planted in her neck. Mm-hmm. During the uh, diatribe about step one. Right. Um, we did get to see the uh, happy face guy. And uh, she dared Joker to tattoo a happy face on this guy, a happy clown face. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I looked it up on IMDb afterward. Um, I meant to look for it on the screen, but I forgot at the time. Uh-huh. It's it's somebody that looks like Leto's Joker, mm-hmm. but could easily be somebody that's a body double. And it's uncredited, and yeah. it doesn't have a vocal role. So by, I think, I'm pretty sure by SAG rules, you don't have to credit him. I mean, you didn't see his face. You didn't see no, no face, no, no nothing, voice. just the back of the I, head. Yeah, I'm pretty sure know. you can just uncredit that and be like, "Yeah, we." But that wasn't from Suicide Squad. No, no, that would have been new footage mm-hmm. if it had been a thing, but it wasn't, and right. there was no uh, no hint of it. So, if if anyone was hoping for a Joker moment in this movie, I'm sorry, but you probably shouldn't have been hoping for it. Um, I mean, you know, you got a little bit. You got like a little animated Joker at the beginning, and that was fun. I like that they went <clears> for really old design on him, both yeah, the drawing and the thing she's throwing knives at. Well, I didn't feel like they did that with the thing she's throwing, throwing knives at. To me, the drawing looked like Leto. A little bit, but it had more of a flared kind of hair. It didn't sit down as much. I don't know. I have to look at it again. But <laughs> it's in all the trailers. <laughs> it is in all the trailers. Um, one thing in the party, and I'm wondering if I just overthought this, 
But you remember in the party scene up front when she's mm-hmm. just uh, she's just getting drunk as fuck. I mean, yeah. she is wrecking it. Mm-hmm. Um, like enough that at some point I kind of thought, and I I don't know if they've ever said this in this universe, but I feel like the bath and the Ace Chemicals thing makes you more resistant to body toxins in a way mm-hmm. because a she got over that dart faster than she should have. Yeah. Um. I mean, probably depends on the mythology. I mean, I remember Ivy giving her a shot in BTAS to, so that she was immune to the same toxins that uh, Ivy was. Yeah, but that's an Ivy thing. She could do that with anybody, theoretically, in my mind. In my mm-hmm. mind. Um, also, the amount that she was drinking <laughs> to be alive and mm-hmm. not hospitalized. Pretty impressive. Um, I just I walked away from the movie kind of... a somewhere in the movie decided like no i think her i think her blood works differently than the rest of us because i mean that bitch should not be standing also the whole movie is unreliably told through harley's eyes so there's no telling what actually happened there is some unreliable narrator to it but they didn't really tip their hat to that very much like it feels like they could use it later but, yeah and they even say up front that she's going to tell the story how she wants but she doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily I mean, you could interpret that sentence two ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, rephrase it one way and the other. I'm going to tell the facts of this story however I feel like. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm going to tell this story however I feel like, fuck the facts. Uh-huh. Both are interpretable from that sentence, I feel yeah. like. But it seemed like the tone they went for was that, no, this really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge chunks of it at least happened. It may have just been a little different than it was. You know what I mean? Eh, maybe exaggerated here and there. Um. I mean, yeah, definitely, if, if you want to, exaggerate. But it didn't get hints of that. Since it was from Harley's... Like, it wasn't like Joker where you walk away thinking, I know some of this isn't real. Like, they made mm-hmm. you know that. Yeah, yeah. This one didn't... It didn't do that to me. There was no... They didn't plot that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Now, quick question, though, before I forget. Sure. In that bar scene, she's running around. Um, really funny. Uh, like, throwing up in that random lady's purse. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um... Actually, when they said that when she went back to that bar scene and that was supposed to be somehow related to the diamond, I kind of thought, I wonder if she threw up on that diamond. Yeah. But at some point, just for a couple seconds, she stops and she's yelling at this, like, head, this bust. Yeah, you got to learn to stand on your own. You got to do, yeah, whatever it was. It wasn't that. You couldn't hear her what she was saying. It was during the montage of her party. Oh, no, I heard some, she did say something about standing on your own or standing up for yourself. You could hear it? Absolutely. I couldn't hear it. I just heard the music. I was also trying to listen to the music because I enjoyed it. But it only reason I ask, and I may have, it was a quick shot, may have overseen it, may have overthought it. Uh-huh. May have underheard it. Okay. It just looked a hell of a lot like the little mask that Batman had on when he dove in and rescued her. What did? On that little bust head. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even notice what was on the bust There was head. like a little black thingy coming out from the face. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that. I immediately saw that and kind of thought, well, that makes sense. You've got like a, uh, like a, uh, you know, mobbish, criminalish dive bar, and every now and then some flotsam and jetsam from Batman's Adventures will show up, and you'd put that as a trophy in your bar and be like, yeah, check it out. We got some Batman shit. That'd be kind of cool. I didn't, I didn't even catch that. I, I don't know if I caught it or made it up. <laughs> I saw it. I don't know if I okay. just. Okay, fair enough. Interpreted it wrong. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. We will see. Time will tell. I loved this movie, though. I really loved this movie. It was a lot of fun. I'd watch it again right now. Yeah, I think I would, too. Um, you know, I'm so and, tired. And I, yeah, I know. I got a, got a long weekend ahead of me. Um, I don't think, though, that... I don't think there's anything where I'm going to walk away thinking, well, this movie is fundamentally flawed. Like, the, the script was tight. Yeah, it was tight. Um, there are a couple of conveniences, but it could be chalked up to Harley exaggerating shit. There, yeah, and there could just be a couple of conveniences of 
plot device here and there. And eh, a movie without much action, it's going to happen from time to time. Yeah. Like some of the tightest written movies that I, uh, I don't know, that I enjoy are the Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. Sean and everything. Like the Cornetto trilogy. Right. And, uh, you know, there are moments in that where you're like, that was convenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I still think there's some of the tight. Sean of the Dead still, to me, pound for pound, one of the tightest movies ever written. Every single thing in it, every yeah. moment, every scene, every line has a reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's still there's still moments. Yeah. But I don't think I would if I watch this again right now. I don't think I'd walk away thinking, "Well, now I see something." Right. I think I would probably just enjoy myself again. Yeah. <laughs> and have more time to look at the fucking like super fantastical, over the top action scenes and be able to look at the choreography a little bit better and just be like, "Damn, that was that was a really good move." You know. Yeah. And look, man. Uh... I'm, I'm going to say this too, you know, I, I enjoy the CW shows. Supergirl gets heavy handed with the, with the lady stuff. This movie does not. It just well, doesn't. This is something that occurred to me during the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fucking, uh, there was a lot of stupid made up bra press. Yeah. I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Bra, bra, whatever. Bro. Um, uh, dudes wearing yeah. okay. tap out t-shirts press. Uh-huh. Uh, who's brims i would be willing to wager are flat i almost thought you were saying bra like a like a brazier press see that's why i, I questioned like, oh, how wait, i said that. Yes, i mean bra yeah. with the h um yeah. there was a lot of stuff like that it wasn't even it was some of it was press some of it was just twitter feedback bullshit whatever uh but there was some hype one way or the other mm-hmm. about like this being such a girl movie right i've got to give it full credit for this mm-hmm. it did not reach for any girl moments no Everything like that happened was earned. No one said girl power. No. Uh. <laughs> Literally, the 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 entire story, all it did was tell its fucking story. Yeah. I mean, they they had Which some is way more powerful. Than, yes, I agree. They had some shady dudes in it, but uh, who were obviously you know bad people who were about to rape some girls or something. But uh, yeah, it wasn't like oh men are scum or anything. There was yeah, there was no like I don't know there, the I think the. The side of that argument when they were watching it, uh, the people who were predisposed to uh, being either hateful or, uh, I don't know, super off-put by the whole girl power thing. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of rabble about it, but I don't think there's a leg to stand on there. No. Like, if you had switched every single gender in this movie, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have changed the movie substantially in any capacity. And even the guys who are complaining that the birds of prey aren't sexy anymore... There are plenty of legs to Wrong. stand on in the opposite direction. Wrong. Because, oh my damn. Yeah. Most oh, most of the people oh no. who watch this movie are going to have three legs to stand on. That's what that <laughs> Well, most of the men uh, who watch I it would anyway. wager people. Okay. <laughs> that was an objectively... Um, it yeah. was an objectively badass thing. If you're not rooting for that one way or the other, I don't know what I mean, you know, Hunter spends a fair amount of time in a cloak. Oh, yeah. No, you know, we're not talking about but, overtly sexual or anything. I right. just mean um, badassery and, and power on that level are just but kind I mean, of enticing. But they're still hot. They're still oh, yeah. really attractive. Yeah. Like, I don't know what these people are talking about who are like, they're not sexy now. Like, really? It's a mindset I can't get my head around. Because every it. square inch of footage that Journey Smollett was on, I was like, gowza. Dripping over. Yeah, I get it. I don't know about dripping. That's disgusting. Why would you say that? <laughs> I just wanted to make... She's a knockout. I just wanted to make the moment as terrible wanna, as possible. I don't want, no, I don't want to make it terrible. I just want to say, damn, and move on. I agree. Damn and move on. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to ruin that for you. Sorry. 
I'm, you know, it just aggravates me. Like these guys are like, they don't look like they do in the comics. Well, no, because if they did in the comics, they would like move an inch and one tit would fall out because you can't do that. No. Let's put it this way. Jim Lee Gravity. did not draw a bunch of people that could be done live. <laughs> Physics, y'all. Yeah. I'm sorry. Physics. Kinesiology. Any of it. <laughs> Basic human anatomy. Yeah. None of it. Um, and also, if I... I mean, it was nice to see the nod to the original Harley costume. Mm-hmm. And um, the nod to the... I gotta say, I didn't I didn't care. even the original, but a nod, um, you know. They had a nod to it. It was a nod to it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a mock-up of the original. It was just a nod. Mm-hmm. But even then, um, it was still utility. Like, it's still, it's still yeah. bulletproof. <laughs> Dude, I loved Canary's final uh, costume at the end. Like, in the blue that was and the really fishnet good. arms. Yeah. You know? Like, ugh, the sleeves. Like I, I do. I love that blue, too. Yes. That, I love that shade of blue. Didn't like the cut on Huntress's costume at the end. It totally called back to the to the comics and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was very comic exactly. Yeah, but it was like weird it was like a tracksuit it was a little weird to look at yeah it was like a tracksuit it was like you know what you know what occurred to me when i saw it it looked like some kind of like old lady in the 80s no no like the (laughs) basic underlayer of some nasa training site oh okay yeah i could see that like it kind of looked like super protective in a way Mm -hmm. oh i would hope it would be but also a little bit um what's the word i want here bulgy Mm -hmm. in certain spots Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, it had an '80s feel to it, where like some of the mm-hmm. contours seem just why? Why are they there? <laughs> yeah, it was a little funky, but you know, it's only on screen for like two seconds, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. I did not They'll, care at all. All of that will be redesigned by the next movie, if there is a next movie. I mean, even and depending on the sales, of course. Um, I, I don't think because of any kind of critical backlash, there's not going to be a another one of these. But even if all, uh, let's say, let's put it this way, if we're wrong, and that didn't seem like a slightly odd costume. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world loves it through and through. Mm-hmm. And this movie makes one and a half billion dollars this weekend. I'm naming a bunch of impossible things for on purpose. Right. They will still redesign her costume yes. going into the next movie. That's absolutely true. By the way, that's a, that's a good question. What do you think about the audience tonight? Because we went to the six o'clock showing on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe like ten people in that in that theater. I mean, it was double that, but it was, was still it? yeah. I mean, it was about twenty. I counted. Okay. Um, when we walked in, there were like two people. So <laughs> there were ten when we walked bit. in. There were eighteen by the time everyone got seated. Okay. Um, I, I don't make anything of it. I, I've you know, seen some of the pre-sale numbers. Mm-hmm. I also know where we are in the country, and if yeah. some people don't go, like I know, I know people in my life. Mm-hmm that love the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like, will geek out with me about the Marvel movies. Yeah. And then if I bring up Captain Marvel, shut down. They just yeah. shut down. Because Bree said one thing at a press drunk at some time. Uh-huh. Where it seemed like she was a man-hater, I guess. Yeah. And it was over for them. Yeah. I feel bad for them because going forward, that's going to be a thing they're going to deal with. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and that was a billion-dollar badass fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I... I, I, I <clears throat> I feel for him. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have issues with, with Brie Larson that just don't don't even hold, you know, that opinion or, or aren't angry about, you know, her comments or anything. They're just like, um, no, she acts like a sociopath. Like, they've, like, analyzed. Like, you could find YouTube videos where I've they're seen, like, look at this, look I've at this. I've seen clips of it where that's like, 
And even she's like, a lizard person. That kind of yeah. Thing. Even the, like, yeah. the other like people, the other actors in the Marvel movies are just like looking at her like, "What is your problem, dude? What is going on here?" Like she's just so awkward and weird. I don't have a problem with her. I don't care. Like I liked Captain Marvel. Even, I enjoyed the movie. She even just if, seems like an awkward. Even chick. if all of That's the awkwardness fine. and all the the Paul's YouTube <laughs> videos are right, you know what? Yeah. I guarantee you, Winona Ryder is worse, and you're still gonna watch the next season of Stranger Things. That's right. <laughs> I haven't even liked the last two seasons of Stranger Things. I'm gonna finish. You're gonna that watch series. this series. The se- season one was good enough that it bought it that much time. Like yeah. it's go- I'm going to keep season watching five. It. I might think about giving up. Yeah. Oh, I mean they'll 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 end it before that they're actually telling a story but yeah. i think it'll be next season personally i love this thing i, I wish i could watch it right now um i oh, hope it yeah. makes all the money that was uh to the crowd uh thing that was what i'm saying like it, it, part of the country we were in it there is a certain demographic that just straight up is not going to want to see it yeah and there, i do think it will affect the numbers in our area it might yeah i don't think it has any effect globally or even mm-hmm. probably domestically on the whole but honestly i i we're in Birmingham, man. There's we're not even in Birmingham proper. We're in Trustful, and which is super conservative suburban. Yeah, like Birmingham. One one couple I saw stand up. Like the dude did not look happy. He was <laughs> he had a frown. He was just shaking his head and like put had his hand on the small of his wife's back, leading her out. Like yeah. this was not what we signed up for. And I don't I know like, what the hell you signed up for. Like, what, have you ever read a Gail Simone comic? Get yeah. the hell out, old man. Yeah. <laughs> a Gail Simone comic, to sum up, is uh-huh. about a bunch of bad bitches kicking some fucking ass. That's yeah. generally what you're going to get. Yep. And exactly. some good one-liners, because she's actually pretty good at that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I Also, it's Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Thursday is literally the first showing. It's like, yeah, people are... No, I mean, home. comparatively, I've seen first showings... Thursday, 6.30, 6.45, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 6 was actually pretty early for that mm-hmm. particular venue. Like It, it was, was weird. When we showed up, uh, when I showed up, I beat you there about 10 minutes. The concession stand wasn't even. Yeah. Like, like the lady that's there had to call and tell somebody, hey, there's actually people. Oh, people. wow. Like, literally, people had clocked in like five minutes before we showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, there were still people building, and this was hilarious to watch. Uh, I don't know which movie they were building one of those cardboard displays for. Uh, I saw a SpongeBob. I I thought I saw that too. Uh huh. I only saw a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But if I understand this correctly, I walked in and there were pieces. And for a second, I thought because the coloring and it's a very uh, you thought it was Birds of Prey. Yeah, for a I second because the coloring. Yeah. Because it's that very vibrant kind of smoky like uh, you know that tradition in India where you like you do the whatever run thing and then they throw dyes at each other i i, mm, I have no, no idea what to call it but it no looks idea. fantastic it looks cool. a lot like a lot of fun I'm but sure you basically it. it's basically like uh i don't know it's just very colorful very vibrant all the colors mixed together uh, uh-huh. all the dyes at like their most super saturated kind of point you yeah. know and i saw that and thought mm, oh cool and then i laughed th- in my head thinking like I know it's the first showing, but y'all don't have the fucking cardboard up yet. Like, <laughs> somebody didn't show up like an hour early to get that ready. And what cracked me up was I walked in and they were assembling it, and I could tell they were like they were literally pulling out the instructions and, uh-huh. and talking and and game planning. And I swear, when we walked out of that theater almost two hours later, they were in the same place. They were in less place. More play. <laughs> more pieces were on the ground than were up at this point. I knew it was bad. I walked out and saw it. And I'm like, no, guys. I genuinely wanted to walk over and be like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> yeah, it I felt bad because like one guy had like a single tooth, and I was like, "Oh, bud." Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh... 
classic classic pairing. I was like, this is trustful. It was a classic pairing of one guy who looked competent uh-huh. and the other guy who looked like definitely the helper. Dev, he was not in charge of this ship. He's just doing what the captain said. By the way, yeah, I didn't hear what they were saying, but the one, the competent looking guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he thought I heard him. I just like walked out and like nodded at him because he, we, you know, that awkward thing where you kind of catch, you catch eye contact, catch eye contact. And all yeah. of a sudden it's like, he's like nodding at each other. And so I just nodded at him and he like rolled his eyes and like motioned his head toward the other guy. And I was like, Oh, okay. He thought I heard something. <laughs> no, th- I know that moment. That's the moment. <laughs> that's the moment where you know damn well because uh-huh. he's doing it in the lobby of a theater, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is called a theater, yeah. a place where people would come to observe things. Right. And you're sitting there in the most utmost, like, the bottleneck of observance, and you've been sitting there for two hours, and it's fucking getting, it's getting worse. Like, you're not getting any closer to this task being done. And another point where you're, like, in your head, you're blaming the person you're with. Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned, like, somebody just catches eyes, like you said, and you think they're saying, you still working on that, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You're just saying hi with eyes, being polite. Yeah. I also recognize that I'm a pretty tall guy. Yeah. So I, I'm probably, the, like, the one person he's, like, recognized going into the theater and then coming back oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, there's that really tall guy with a Superman hat again. <sighs> he probably thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> we were working on this when he walked in. <laughs> and we, we have, should. We have less done now. <laughs> we should be on the way home by now. I mean, there's a possibility that he's smiling from ear to ear because that was a really good movie. Or maybe he's laughing at me. Yeah. Get on the table oh, and dance. That's a good Get point. Get on the table yes, and dance. He's having a Roman Silas moment. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> so we ain't said nothing about Rosie Perez, man. Oh shit, that was good too. She was good. I mean, all right, let's go through character by character, make sure we cover everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with her, I guess. Rosie Perez. Um, I love Montoya as a character. I've felt, always loved every version yeah, of her. Felt bad for her. the one thing where I was like, "Oh, are they gonna give me this?" and they didn't, and you know, maybe was when they go back to their being the birds of prey. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she's Montoya, and some part of me was like, somebody say something about a question. Somebody say something oh, about a question. You're going to give that one up for a second. <sighs> but didn't happen. I'll live. I mean, yeah. I think there will be another one, so maybe. Maybe I get that at some point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, actually, to that point, it would be a good idea because she's uh, she retired. By the way, I love the way she retired from the police offices. Yes. Uh, she... she <laughs> Is swigging from a flask with her sunglasses, sunglasses on, yeah. which at this point means it's a hair of the dog swig. Mm-hmm. That's not a you don't you don't have the sunglasses on for a day drinking swig. We're, we're not right. having fun here. <laughs> You're fixing the problem from yesterday. That's what's happening here. Uh-huh. And then boxing up her stuff in that classic box, and then just upends the that fucking douche nozzles files on the way yeah. out, and yeah. You know. Give one last hurrah to the fucking, uh, uh, the uh, Brock's cheer to the fucking mm-hmm. captain that used her twice now. Um, all that loved her just storming out, but think about it now. She's running around with two people, they're all kind of in a costume, yeah. But those two people on her flank, at some point, if they keep going comics accurate, are gonna have a domino mask at least. Uh huh. She got nothing, right? Kind of makes sense if she had something that just covered her whole face, it does. Um, I'd love to pitch it if I had the chance. Honestly, yeah, I'd love to see 
proper question and her team up and for a standalone story and then that baton be passed. Yeah. You couldn't do it in the most famous of the ways because, like, he was dying of fucking lung cancer and passed it off to somebody. somebody Why not? It could be. Why couldn't you? You could. Could be. I don't need a trilogy of... of, of but that was largely between, I, like, you know. Hub City, Kate Kane, and Nanda Parbat. I mean, that, that particular story was... Condense. Eh, largely based around Black Adam. I mean, you can't. Condense. Just pull some elements. Make it work. I think yeah. you could. You, Yeah, you could definitely could. Like, I agree. She is a vigilante in the city. He is a vigilante in a city. Make like, it happen. You don't need any of that other shit. Make it happen. You really don't. Like, there, I don't think me. there's been any mention of Hub City in the whole DCEU right now. Probably not. Maybe. I think Midway was the most Maybe extraneous did. of the cities we, we had mentioned. I'm starting to I'm starting to doubt that. I think there may have been a mention of Hub City, but uh, maybe. I'm um, just saying you can like they cut out David Kane and all of the assassin shit from Cassandra Kane, all of her being mute, all of her like, well, it's not you so much cut cutting all that. things out. Oh, they just, just pulling it. they yanked that right out. They yeah. got to the meat of what they wanted to tell. We don't need Nando Parbat and Black Adam. And I'm all okay that with shit. not being there. I'm not saying you have to have everything. I'm just saying there's a lot of that particular transition that revolved around a very specific story. So if I'm just focusing on what you have uh-huh. to wheedle it down to, you're right. You can take somebody from another city yeah. who is an unnamed mm-hmm. uh, low-key crime fighter that we've never had to mention before because it's right. not... I mean. Well, de- we were previously dealing with Justice League stories mm-hmm. and shit. We don't necessarily have to deal with Question and Hub City. Right. And you can just bring this guy out and over and say, like, yeah, you know, you, uh, actually, that would fit so much because, uh, he would be able to walk in and just tell her, like, you know, you, you know, the reason you were let go is you were willing to ask the question. Oh, yes. And fucking, that would be perfect. Yes. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm damn sure that whoever's the writer knows that that's another identity she has in the books. Well, sure. <laughs> Hadn't thought about it before, but I, uh, I think they were nodding to that part of her personality while they were doing some of this. Yeah, when she got shot, I was a little, I was a little curious. I was like, "You're gonna put her in a wheelchair? She's gonna be Oracle now? What is that?" That was the a uh, 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 quick thing, that, quick question in my head. I mean, it could be, but <clears throat> they didn't show any technical prowess, and I feel like that part is important. Right. If anything is important. Well, she <laughs> did research. She did mention that she did research. Yeah, but she when she was tearing her research down, it was literally right. yeah. the yarn thing. But did you, yeah, but did you notice that it was, it was exactly the kind of shit question did? It was like the conspiracy shit. Yeah. It was like the pictures with yeah. all the yarn it was. strings. It was. Yeah. The more and more we've talked about it, I'm convinced that somebody had this in oh, mind. Oh, Christina Hodson totally knows she's Not the that they're going to do it, but that she knows that that's a thing that Renee Montoya sometimes is. Yeah. She totally knows. Gosh, she should tell, just make it the question. Oh, think about the blue on the suits at the end of the Birds of Prey as they were. Uh-huh. Give her a question, nice blue man. duster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> <sighs> yes, please. Uh, all right. Who else we got? All right. We got... Um... Oh, a uh, thing I leaned over and told you um, after the culmination. Hey, I, I don't think... I don't think Roman's going to be in the sequel. Yeah. He got blowed up real good. I think good. he gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you hear things about like, well, we never saw a body. We he saw got a body. Dead right. We saw a body. We saw parts of a body in many different directions. Themselves. Yep. yep, we sure did. He's we not coming sure back. Sure did, buddy. Good. God, that was hilarious. Too. It was really funny, and it's also it was also really fulfilling because 
there are times like that where you're like, oh, I don't know if the villain's really gone, and it cheapens the movie to some extent. Not all of them. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't need Vic Sage to help me answer that question. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> it's over, son. It's done. <laughs> I was thinking about it too on the ride on the ride over to your house. I was thinking about like, God, that has gotta suck. Like, imagine your last couple moments are realizing that you have an explosive on your person and a pickpocket has left it there. And oh, on top of that, you're wearing a, a like a three piece suit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look down and be like, Well, that's me. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if I'd scream. I just kind of, yeah, that's it's dot 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 the end. Fucking, it's over. That was so good. Oh, poor thing. That was so good. That was. I I really enjoyed them talking to each other and the whole the, like as the scene builds. Roman's more like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> yep. Oh, it made me so happy. Uh, <sighs> Black Canary was fantastic. Was great. Oh, that scream. Uh, that that culmination with the screams. We only got one, but it was her accepting herself and accepting what her mother was. It led up to it, and yeah. that was that was powerful, and that was great. And I love that they mentioned her mother being the Black Canary. I know that was that was really good. I was but so there's excited a backstory about that, there, yes. which also creates an entire backstory to Gotham. Yes, that is in this universe Batman now. Batman is but not short the first of the vigilante. unreliable narrator thing. There yeah. is a background now. Batman. There is, was a JSA. Well, conceivably. Conceivably. All we really know is that there was a black canary and she was a vigilante in Gotham before Bruce. And died like a dog on the street. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you do when you're a vigilante. Well, especially the OGs. Yeah. There's no there's no funeral. There's no process. Yeah. Slow-mo Zack Snyder style. There's no the secret street. funding of the Justice League Watchtower by Wayne Industries so you yeah. get a decent funeral. Nothing like that. Mm-mm. No pension for the family. You dead. That's right. And then apparently your daughter takes a job with the person who got off the streets, mm-hmm. regrets it terribly, mm-hmm. moves on to better ideas. That's right. Inspired by some unwholesome folk, but... <laughs> unwholesome folk. I uh, did love that journey, too. Um, I, I did really enjoy how they leaned on uh, Harley just being fucking the worst. <laughs> you know, like they spent a lot of this film, really all of the film, except uh-huh. for the last scene um harping on the idea that like no no she's just terrible like the only reason she's not dead is because joker's super fucking scary Uh uh-huh and we fear what would happen she is the most obnoxious annoying person that's ever lived possibly and uh yeah it made perfect sense it now it didn't make sense to me how everyone found her immediately as as soon as they heard about the chemical well, you just but said she's me, the most I know. obnoxious and loud person. I know, but she's also a, an unreliable narrator, so that could be a little smushed. See, I'm not leaning on that necessarily. I'm I'm willing to accept it within six hours because I think the key players like that on the map, everybody knows. Uh, everybody knows where to find. Maybe I think everyone's like, on their phone telling like, "No, that bitch is here." Yeah, <laughs> and there are a lot of players in Gotham, uh-huh. so I, I like. For her to be surrounded in an alley like that makes sense. Yeah. That shit was like the the last act of the Blues Brothers, though. Like, Mm. the army, the people on horseback. (laughs) The kit and the caboodle. The whole fucking thing. The cop on the the intercom going, you know, uh, unnecessary violence and the apprehension of the Blues Brothers has been approved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That part was, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed their, their leaning on it and, on it and, and there was a small redemptive arc. 
Not much of one. No. Not really much of one at all. No, not really. Like, she's standing on her own two feet now, Mm -hmm. and that's the redemptive arc that we get out of it. But, I mean, she spent most of the movie just trying not to get killed. Right. And then she spent a fair amount of the movie um, befriending, accidentally, and then betraying a Mm -hmm. child friend of hers. And then does a nice little team up at the end, only to immediately betray them over tacos. Yes, which was fantastic. It was good. That was a nice turn. I admit that was a nice turn. I, I'm not disagreeing with any of this. I thought it actually worked really well. I would have been disappointed if she'd wound up in the group. I And I even like that she kind of gives them a shout out. I was like, yeah, there's some bad bitches. I'll, uh, yeah. But they're like, do-gooders. Eh. Yeah, but you'll uh, you'll get a sense of, of where she fits in with them later. You know? Yeah. Like, like, I feel like there's a small battle up front in Act 1 of if there's a, mm-hmm. you know, Birds of Prey 2, there's a, a battle with those four, five. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing with Cassandra probably being trained at that point a little bit and something. Yeah, maybe so. Because uh, she did make her her apprentice. Yes. And you can call her soft if you want to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. What a good movie. That was a solid movie. What a good movie. I enjoyed solid. I enjoyed every everybody in it. Mm-hmm. I even love that they, like, left themselves... This is actually really clever. They left themselves an out for using lines that are somewhat cliche in an action movie mm-hmm. by giving Montoya the trait that she sounds like she's in an 80s action movie the yes. whole time. That was fun. That was pretty fucking clever. I too. was just waiting for her to like slowly pull off the glasses and make the quip, you know, yeah. do the old David Caruso. Yeah. But the funny part was like, she was the only one every now and then where I'd be like, well, that sounds kind of, ro- wait a second. That's her role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that feels cliche and familiar. Wait a second. They've already described that to me. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Good lantern hanging. Yep. I don't know, man. I what think else you got? I, I think I'm good. Music was great. Uh, I want Editing that was great. I want that soundtrack hard. Mm-hmm. Action was fucking phenomenal. The um, what was I mean, that song? I that... watched John Wick two last weekend, and I'm more impressed by this movie. Good. What was the song that, that they were playing? That you no, that was a trailer before where you leaned over and said something about the the uh, the music. Oh, um, yeah, in the the revenge movie before they were playing yes. Chris uh, Thiele's Toxic cover of uh, Britney Spears Toxic. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize it was Chris Thiele's version. It was just a creepy version. If it wasn't his version, it was a knockoff of his version. Hmm, that's a forty five minute conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I will merely say I disagree, and I'm going to move on. That was clearly a nod. It may have been a nod. I don't know about a knockoff. Because I don't remember a, I don't remember a version of Toxic that does that, which is strange. It's it, every now and then you run into one of these things where, like, when you hear something covered, you realize that was actually a good song. Mm-hmm. You just it just got produced in a way where it wasn't something I loved up front. I love Britney Spears' version of it. I don't mind it. I really don't. When I went back and listened to it afterward, I was like, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. But listening to the Thiele's cover of it, I was like, oh, no, this is this is fantastic, yeah. actually. There's like a weird thing in your brain sometimes, though, that like people are like, oh, it was you know, Britney Spears or whoever, so whatever girl band or boy band thing, and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to like that. And, but no, usually they actually have pretty solid songwriters behind it. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. There were uh, there were a lot of good covers in it. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. I want I actually want the soundtrack. I'm going to get access to that as soon as possible. Um, yeah, I think it's on Spotify. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Not at all. I, the one thing that I was looking for it in the credits and I didn't I didn't get it was there was a uh, song in I want to say it was the fight scene in the um, like the second fight scene in the police department. Mm-hmm. I think it was there. 
um, where I could swear it was a comfort of uh, Peter, uh, Peter, John, and Bjorn. I want to say it's a name I've never got my head around because it's one of those one of the songs that I like. Uh, you know the song Young Folks. Mm, it's got the like. Not. Um, I could swear that was a cover of that. And looking through the credits, I didn't see it, and I was ah man, I, maybe I got that wrong. It just had a very similar thing, but I recognized at least half of them as either covers or um, some version of a song. Oh, there it is! Look at that. Yeah, Atlantic Records put out a playlist, official soundtrack playlist. They said it was out. I just didn't see it was out. What's on it? Let me see. Let me scroll down. Mm-hmm. Boss bitch, don't know them. Diamonds, sure good. Jokes on you. That cover was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't remember Sway With Me. Nightmare, I kind of remember. That was pretty good. Uh, Dore You, yes. Um, why not throw in Shake That Ass by Juicy Fruit. <laughs> Zedzilla and Shake That Ass. Um, oh, in one song named Shake That Ass. Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, Do you know how many times I'm going to take clips of you saying Shake That Ass and place them... You know what? I can't, I'll, I'll surprise you. I can't yet guess, but I, I imagine it's going to be numerous. I'm running um, down the time you said shake that ass. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, good cover of Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I really liked that one. A really good cover of It's a Man's World. Yes. God damn, that and bitch can sing. That was her, too. That was... I, was, I mean, I could tell. Oh, yeah, fuck. Heads will roll. I knew I... Oh, I knew I heard that song in there. Uh, track one off It's Blitz. Fucking yeah, yeah, yes. And I... Mm, that was one of the only... Oh, Girl Will Be a Woman Soon. God, that was good, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I always like that song. God damn right. Um, Moderat. That's a band I've been meaning to look into, but haven't quite got around to. Um, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Yeah, we knew about that. Um, I, especially when they mentioned that the gold lines had been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Bringing up Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. I was, I was partially hoping for the song, just because it's a really good song. Not for anything in particular. Just really damn good song. Oh, I thought that had already been released. Pringles is releasing a Rick and Morty-inspired Pickle Rick chip for the Super Bowl. Apparently, they already did. Mm. That's strange. We were looking at Dave's phone, and he got a notification, and that was what was was happening. Yeah. uh, I thought I'd seen that was uh, present tense weeks ago. I'm sure it already happened. So every convenience store I've walked down, I've glanced at the Pringles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to see. Because I'm going to buy them. And then not eat them. I'm going to eat them. Oh, you're going to eat them. Keep the package. Oh, okay. Probably fill it with tennis balls, just because that's what's funny to me. Mm-hmm. You know the old Hedberg bit. Mitch yeah. Hedberg bit. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to order. <laughs> they were trying to... It was going to be a tennis ball factory, and some potatoes showed up, and he said, fuck it, slice them up. <laughs> uh, well... Ducks I, eat for free at Subway, y'all. <laughs> and they all want sun chips. <sighs> anyway. What a fad. Um... Uh, yeah, uh, this was a great movie, and you guys should go see it if you haven't. And I don't know why you listen to this whole review if you did see it. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not like some, you know, grand sprawling, you know, epic thing from yeah. the DC Universe happened. Uh, this wouldn't be like missing cameos in Crisis or something. Right. The DCEU isn't a fundamentally different place now. Nah. Well, I mean, maybe totally. Oh, <laughs> speaking of uh-huh. the one stinger that was there. Yeah. Look, um, if for some reason you, you are listening to this and you haven't actually seen the movie, uh, go ahead and pee after the credits start. Mm-hmm. Come back for the very end if you want to. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's Harley saying uh, something about like, are you idiots still here? Kind of Ferris Bueller yeah. style. Um, 
Well, since you're here, I guess I'll give you something. Let me tell you a little bit of a secret. Did you know that Batman... F- yeah. Is that it? it? That's it. That's it. Which I assumed was a... Uh, and I don't Fucked know. Tali Al Ghul. No. I thought it was going to be that he, he screws bats. Because that's the joke they keep using in the Harley Quinn animated series. And I don't know if they've used it in... I can't remember if they've used it in the comics. But I don't remember it from being... I don't remember it from the animated series. Oh my god, she said it possible. so many times that he screws bats. He Fs bats. That's what she always says. They've said it in every... Like, the third or fourth episode she said it, and they she has mentioned it in every episode since. I genuinely... I've watched every episode so far, and I don't think that has ever caught my attention. Yeah. It's a it's a fast show, to give me credit, but I did not catch that. Did not catch that at all. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what they're referring to. Um... That could be, yeah. That very well could be. There was actually in the opening credit sequence that I felt like there was a nod to Harley, the animated series. There, maybe. Um, when she's uh, when she goes back and says like, uh, "Well, let me let me give you the beginning of the story," and it's the sperm and egg thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let me skip ahead, and then it goes through, and then uh, she gets inevitably to the point where um, Joker uh, kicked her out. Mm-hmm. If you're caught up on it, and this is where I will say spoilers for anyone who's not caught up. Um, give me a few seconds, but. In the Harley animated series. Yeah. It was the last couple episodes. I have not seen after... I mean, I haven't seen after episode nine. I can't remember the episode number. But uh, there's the seas, or there's the episode where she finally gets into the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Same her thing. and Joker hit it off again. Yes. He kicks her out of the and thing. And he kicks her out of the helicopter. Kicks her out of the helicopter. And it's this long, sprawling shot of her despondently looking as she falls down. Uh-huh. And I was—I saw that and thought, I've seen exactly that shot in the last, like, three weeks. Yeah. In animation form. Mm-hmm. Like, that really felt related in a way. Yeah. For all I know, I, dude, I have a shit memory. I've read some of those uh, Jimmy Palmiotti or whatever, uh, comics and stuff, and mm-hmm. Amanda Connor stuff. I, I've read a bunch of that. Can't remember jack shit. Like, I have a terrible memory. Well, it was a while well, ago. I mean, we consume a lot of stuff. We're going to forget it. It'll be all right. We'll move on. I didn't stick with it either. Like I get sidetracked. <laughs> I need to find out if I if I can get you know seen about. <laughs> Not even joking. It'll just be mm, try to follow less stuff and focus on one or two things. Mm. And you'll be like, okay, cool. One or two things. I'm going to focus on the DC and the Marvel Universe. And be like, no, it's not what I meant. Yeah, no. I, no, right now I'm focusing on DC and Star Trek. And the same doctor will just take his glasses off and like that like despondent crawl over the eye where he rubs the eye a little bit to the back. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's trying to hold back a tear slash not punch you. Yeah. You're you're not Jeff Johns. You're ADHD. You don't have the bit. mental capacity to house all of this all of this shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it happens. I told Matt on the uh, on the Star Trek Ucast, I was like, no, I, I can't remember. I See, that's how bad it is. He told me something, and I was like, I don't re-. He's like, oh, I'll, yeah, I said, I'll remember it. I'm putting it in the Mind Palace. I'm putting it right next to the skateboard where I uh, I hurt myself on when I was eight years old or some shit. Mm-hmm. Don't remember what that was, but now I remember the skateboard that I didn't actually use when I was eight years old. Nice. <laughs> and a blank spot next to it with a question mark. Yeah. Maybe riddle me this written under it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just a blank spot where Taylor Swift's going to write my name. I'm going to give you another spot. Adjacent to that is just a sleigh called Rosebud. Uh-huh. And that's all you can remember now. On your deathbed, you'll oh, remember no. all that and just say Rosebud. Oh, no. That's all. I'll always remember the, the, the sled. Union forever! <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um, 
I think that's it. I think that's our show. I think so. I think so. I enjoyed the shit out of this, though. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, hit us up if we uh, didn't cover something that uh, you wanted to talk about. We'll be happy to. We got a news coming up. We got a news. Uh, I forget when. I think Monday. Anyway, Probably we got a news Monday. coming up. Probably Monday, yeah. Uh, here's soon, where we'll be able to you know, cover some opening figures and stuff like that. Opening figures, we'll uh, probably, since we didn't get to, for some, yeah, we got, we got explained that we didn't mention uh, a certain Green Lantern ring in a uh, current or a recent review, I guess. So we, we'll probably <laughs> talk about that in the news a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nerdy-tastic. Sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There is an explanation. It's... We we Prob- talked about it. It's probably in the Patreon episode. It, thing it is. I know it's in the. I just, yeah, we I talked just about edited it. it like last night. I know it's there. Tuesday night. Anyway, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Go see Birds of Prey again. And until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Shake that ass. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.